And I think a lot of people refer to it as like hyper fixation. You get fixated on something. And I kind of use that to my advantage. Like I just got to get into that fixation mode. But for me to be able to do that, I need to remove as many distractions. So like for me this morning, I need to get those dishes removed because I knew I wanted to sit on the island in the kitchen to work. But I knew if I saw those dishes, I was not going to be able to focus on the other tasks that I needed to do. This is the Creative Crunch Podcast. Yesterday's left turn might be tomorrow's right turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. That's a good idea. Listen to this ASMR. Ready? Listen to this. A- <laughs> yeah, 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 there we go. Listen to this ASMR. <laughs> oh sh- <laughs> Yeah, I want to try that too. I can I can't hear it. Can you hear it? I heard it. Yeah, it was pretty. Shoot. It was pretty defined. Okay. Well, <laughs> my microphone's like not existent with my sweatshirt. No, it's not. That's okay. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, the little ASMRness that we provide. But anyways, <laughs> let's let's get into it. Welcome back to the Creative Crunch Podcast. Um, we took a little bit of a break. Uh, we did some traveling. We went to Utah. Um, we had a creative crunch shoot for a high school choir out in Eastern Iowa. And we've just kind of been catching up on things and editing and we decided to take a little bit of a break, but we are back. We are better than ever. And we are pumped to be here and to talk to whoever listens. So, I'm Reed, and Ben, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Ben, as Reed already said. He's Ben. <laughs> yep. we, are, we are the hosts. Um, uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So today is going to be maybe a little bit, maybe a quick, quicker episode. Maybe, maybe not. We say that sometimes, and then it just goes long. But uh, today... Uh, we are going to put all of our focus on Ben and let Ben kind of tell his story, uh, living life with ADHD, uh, going into his professional life, his personal life. And yeah, so let's just get right into it. Ben, go ahead. And, all right. Uh, ADHD. If you guys it. don't have it, you should get it. It's definitely <laughs> a must. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, ADHD, it's... It's fun, but it's not fun. Um, So ADHD, it stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. Um, It is a mental disorder. Um, I was diagnosed with it when I was, I think it was like 11. Um, Yeah, because I was in fifth grade, I think, when I first got diagnosed with it. Um, And I think what the rule of thumb is, is you say that grade number and then it's like plus six is how old you were so fifth grade so plus six so i was 11 I've, um, actually, I've never heard that before yeah so if you're ever trying to figure out how old you were so like in 
middle school, so you're going into sixth grade, you were 12 in sixth grade, and then you were 14. If you remember, there's always those kids that were, like, pretty much eligible to, like, drive to school when they were in middle school, like, 14, if if they got, like, a school's permit. Mm-hmm. I wonder, if you got a school's permit, how, who followed that? Like, I'm going to stay this route if I'm only driving to school. Yeah, I don't know. I never, I never got a school permit. I just, I mean, I got my permit when I was fourteen, but I, then I didn't get my first car until I was sixteen, so I never needed one. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Off topic. <laughs> um, yeah. So, ADHD. Yeah. So I was diagnosed when I was in fifth grade. Uh, my teachers um, thought I could maybe. Um, I should talk to doctors to talk to a doctor and they prescribed me with some medicine. I think it was Adderall at the time. And then after I was on medicine, the teacher said that, um, I was acting, my personality had changed too much. I was acting too much, too robotic. I was too hyped about doing fifth grade homework. (laughs) But, um, because I was a very social student always trying to talk to people and hang out with people um, and just have fun. And then when I went on Adderall, I just I just I didn't socialize quite as often. I was very, I don't even know, focused, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so after the teachers said that, then I went off of it for a long time. And then junior year of high school, I had another teacher talk to me um, and say, hey, have you ever considered taking? Or she asked if I was if I had ADHD, or she told me to like talk to somebody about having ADHD. So I went and talked to a psychiatrist. Um, and then I took some tests and got prescribed with Adderall, and then my GPA like skyrocketed. Um. Because beforehand, I just, I didn't really care so much about my grades. I cared more about just getting by and living life, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But I just didn't care so much about, like, the learning aspect of school. But then as soon as I started taking Adderall, I kind of was able to focus more on long-term goals and the value of education. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my GPA went way up, and I was... I remember beforehand I would have I, tr- I was gonna try to go to a university, um, University of Northern Iowa, and I knew beforehand like there was no chance I was gonna get in. But then, after um, increasing my GPA, then I was able to apply for University of Northern Iowa and get in, which was kind of cool. Go Panthers! Yeah, um, and then yeah, so I've been on the same prescription of Adderall ever since I was. A junior in high school, which was now I can't do that. Six thing. Junior is eleven, so 17, six, 16, 17. 17. So yes, like ten or eleven years, I've been on the same prescription of Adderall. Um, as for attention deficit disorder, there's three different types. It used to be just ADD, 
or ADHD, like you have the like they used to think it was either you had the hyperactive or you didn't have the hyperactive. But now they're saying like it's it's all under ADHD. Like um, whether you're one of the three types, it's ADHD regardless. But the three types are the inattentive, the hyperactive, and then there's combined. So inattentive is um, having a hard time paying close attention. You make like careless mistakes. Um, you have trouble focusing and um, distracted while listening. And then there's the hyperactive, which is just a lot of like fidgeting, pacing around, stuff like that. And then there, the third one is combined, which is a like, both. And I don't think I've ever been told which one I have, but I'm, I guarantee you I have combined because I have a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, when we talked about this in the past, I've told you that the best way to describe it is the feeling you get when you're hungry, but like nothing sounds good. Like you go to the fridge and you open it. You're like, you're so hungry for something. You open the fridge and nothing inside your fridge looks appetizing. You try to figure out what you want to order to eat, but like nothing sounds good. That's like the feeling when, when I'm not on, um, when I'm not on Adderall. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adderall isn't the only medication that people with ADHD can take. There's also another common one is Ritalin or Concerta. Uh, but I think Adderall is the more commonly prescribed medication. Um, there's just, I don't think there's been as many studies on Ritalin or Concerta. But regardless, there really hasn't been long-term studies on these medications. So... Um, they're not really sure what the long-term effects are going to be of people that are on these medications for, I mean, like me, I've been on for 10, 11 years. Who knows? Maybe I'll die of stroke or something. <laughs> I hope, I hope not. Yeah. I hope not too. Like the, the so, 20 year mark is the cutoff or something. <laughs> how long has, I'm guessing in the past, like ADHD and ADD wasn't like looked at as like, it's like, oh, he's just a kid. He's just hyper or whatever. He he can't he can't focus because he's so hyper and so much energy. When, like, how long ago was it when they're like, oh, this is actually like a a, a mental health type of thing, um, and then they like you know started to get into medication and stuff. If if you know, that's kind of a I'm loaded a, question. I, I'm gonna. I mean, I don't know 100 percent sure, but I think it was somewhere in the 80s. You know what? Let's just Google it right now. Just, yeah, um, we've, we've got the technology to find out. When was ADHD discovered? It was like a discovery. Like someone was like, oh my gosh, we discovered a new... I found this. <laughs> oh wait, 1902. Okay, it's been around for 100 years. <laughs> Over 100 years, 120 well, years. Look up like when medication... Because that, that's what you were talking about. Is like there's no long-term studies on the medication, so it obviously can't be that old. 1950s, so 70 years. Um, that's weird. I mean. It was used to treat conditions of fatigue and depression because ADHD medication are stimulants. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little bit about ADHD. Um, so ADHD, people that have ADHD are said to have lower levels of dopamine receptors in their brain. And those are the receptors that it's like your reward system. So like 
when you complete a task, you have a bunch of dopamine that goes to those receptors, and so you feel good about completing it, or you feel good about it while you're doing it, but people with ADHD don't have all those receptors going, or they don't have, like, as many receptors, so they don't get that reward, um, and so I think ADHD, it either increases the dopamine, or it increases the receptors, I think. I think it's the dopamine, though, because I don't know if we can just create receptors. It's something that pretty much supplements what people with ADHD don't have. And then there's two, I don't know much about this one either, but there's like two, there's this thing called default mode, I think, and then like active processing mode or something. Um, And like your brain is supposed to automatically be able to switch between the two when you're supposed to focus on something. Um, but people with ADHD, rather than it switching, one of them just stays on default mode and then the active processing mode comes on with it. So it's like, while they're both going, your brain is like trying to like be like, oh, we can just chill. No, 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 you got to be focusing. Oh, no, no, just chill. Like you're good. You got to keep focusing. So it's like a mix. So it's like a constant like battle trying to stay focused. Yeah. Um, So how, sorry, I can't figure out my ISO here. Um, So how do you, how does ADHD affect your, you know, your personal life and then also your professional life? ADHD, um, for me, I mean, personally, I have a really hard time planning things. Um, so, um, if people ask me questions, like, hey, where do you want to do or where do you want to eat? Um, for me, I, I, over time I've learned, like, I just need to, like, choose, like, the easiest option. Um, so, like, if, um, I think, so, like, when we're choosing dinner, um, I, I'm so indecisive. I don't know if that's because of my... Enneagram type like my I'm a type 9 I don't know if it's because of that or if it's because of my ADHD but like I just it's too overwhelming to be like there's just all these options so I just like go with the quickest option because if I look then it just I just get too distracted and I'm so um like if we're ordering food I'll like Lauren order food and then she'll just like pick something for me or I'll just like pick like one of the first things on the front of the menu or like when we go to a restaurant, I'll just ask the waiters, Hey, what's your most popular dish? (laughs) And then I'll order that. So Um, like with decision-making then does that cause you like stress and make you overwhelmed because of the ADHD or is it just like you just literally can't decide? Like, is it a stressful thing for you or is it just like a probably more of a frustrating type deal I think it's I think it's a little bit of both um I think if I just have too many options in front of me it's like if I'm planning a trip like when we were planning the Utah trip um when we were looking at the hikes I was like holy cow there's so many options like what do we even do um 
or car rental. I just went with the quickest option <laughs> until we got Fox car rental. Yeah, that's another, that's another story. Um, quick, <laughs> quick recap. So Ben and I actually, so Ben, me, Lauren, Cassidy, we, we went to Utah. Um, and the girls kept asking, like, hey, let's get this thing planned. Let's get this thing planned. So one day, Ben and I just sat down, like, made this itinerary. We booked the hotels, the Airbnb, the cars, and whatever, um, which which they had been sending us stuff. So, like, we didn't do it from scratch. We had some help, just to clarify to Lauren and Cassidy. Thank you, guys. But um, when we booked the, the car, uh, we just – Ben did it through Expedia, and it doesn't have like any ratings about the car rental place or whatever. And then as like when we landed in Denver, Ben was just making sure like we're good to pick up our car. And then he noticed that <laughs> the the place I was looking we, for the number. I was looking for the phone number to just call him. And then I saw right underneath it, it's like two star. And I was like, okay, but how many reviews? And it was like twenty five hundred yeah. reviews. And then we started reading them. <laughs> yeah, I had an average of like two star reviews. And then. 2500 different reviews and not very many of them were very good um but you know what it worked out we got the car we got the car the night we landed at like 1 a.m um i I would say it's like a three three and a half star car rental place yeah i think my rating definitely sits above everyone else's on there (laughs) so fox car rental um if you want to give us a sponsor, we will up that uh, we'll up that three star to a four yeah, star. Yeah, we'll we'll give you a sponsor on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it it, it was just interesting because we landed yeah, in, so. in Denver and it was just we're like, well, are we even going to get a car now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's but get yeah, back on. But yeah, the reason we did Fox Car Rental is because I mean, I, when I was looking at options, I just was like, I'm just going to look for the cheapest option. Rather than like doing much research, I was like, "There's just so much." I just literally was like, "That looks like a good option," so I just went with that mm-hmm. without doing much research. I mean, that makes sense. Um, but you know, okay. Also, Expedia, come on! Like, why don't you have like ratings on your app? Like, there's like, uh, here's a car from this random place. Go right ahead. I guess we should have done more research, but that's a that's a bone to pick another day. <laughs> Definitely gonna remember that. Yeah. Um, so back to decision making, and I think the last thing I asked is like, if it's stressful or overwhelming or a bit of both. Yeah, it's definitely just having more options is kind of hard, um, and that's how I can kind of it kind of ties in with like if I have a to do list, like if I have more than like three things to do, then it starts to get overwhelming and. Um, I feel like I can never get anything done because I keep constantly thinking about all the things on that list. So if I, um, so today I saw the dishes needed to be done. So today, I mean, I had like four, um, but technically I had three, the meeting with the couple that with the bride today, I knew I wanted to do this, record this podcast and then work on, um, work on a highlight and trying not to think of anything else to add to that list because if I start to add other stuff to that list, it'll get overwhelming. But I saw dishes and I knew if dishes were there, I was not going to be able to focus on any of the other things. So I put that at the front of my list because I was like, if that's if I see that, game mm-hmm. over. 
Um, so yeah, definitely trying not to throw too much on my list at a time because it can mess with me. So now that you were sort of kind of getting into it, like with to-do lists and stuff, how does ADHD affect um, your professional life? So your business, graphic formation, films, do um, either like what do you struggle with or what what tips have you, what things have you found that uh, make it easier, make it better? Like obviously the medication that you're on, but is there anything for, you know, if anyone's listening that also struggles with ADHD and is a business owner is in the professional world. Um, what? Yeah. So, so one thing about ADHD is, um, you, you have these, you, you become hyper-focused on things that just are really rewarding to you. So like, if I'm, I remember at some of my old jobs, I would get so focused on stuff that was not even related to the job that I would just, people would either get frustrated with me or be like, you need to get this done. Um, but I feel like I have an advantage of doing something that I'm passionate about because I feel like for the most part, my reward system is constantly being pulled towards this, like what we're like my job as a wedding videographer. Um, and so my focus for the most part stays focused on that. And I'm not like trying to find like my, I'm trying to describe this so it makes sense. So like my, I, I feel like my reward system is constantly being supplied with dopamine. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if I'm doing something else, I might get bored a lot easier. Um, so I feel like I have an advantage doing something I love. So people with ADHD that maybe listen to this, definitely if you feel like you struggle a lot at work or you just, I don't know, I just push you push you to do something that you love doing. Um, so say you have a side hobby. Like one of, I know one of my couples, so he has another job that, um, I can't remember if he said he liked it or not, but um, he enjoys woodworking. And um, I was just telling him that, like, I think if he really enjoys doing that, he should push to do that more um, to eventually be able to go full-time because, for me, I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be filming weddings and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, I mean, to be a little more logistical on that too like (laughs) he's not saying if you love like if you love something that's not your job don't just up and quit (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of make a little bit of a plan i guess um but yeah i just want to clarify that just because you know you need to if you're gonna go and do something full-time uh you you know you got to have a little bit of a savings built up you got to have you know a business plan you got to make sure that you're gonna have income all that kind of stuff um, so yeah, just, just clarifying that just don't jump ship and like dive mm-hmm. headfirst into something without a plan. But yeah, definitely for anyone watching, if watching, is that what I just said? Watch any, Yeah, I'm watching wa- for anyone watching. Um, uh, if you do, like Ben said, if you do have something that really makes you happy or passionate, like a passion thing, that's kind of a side hustle thing. Yeah. Definitely start putting more time into it and, 
see where it takes you because you honestly have no clue. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Um, what did I What did I say last? Um, yeah. So feel I'm feeling pat like feeling passionate about what I'm doing is definitely an advantage. I feel like because I feel like I'm constantly trying to continue doing it where like sometimes I can get hyper focused beforehand. I used to get hyper focused on certain things like, Oh, let me just really quickly make this, um, thing, um, this project. Um, and then I'd completely stop what I was doing beforehand on one thing and go to another project. Um, for me though, the thing that is kind of tough so sneak peeks are really fun to work on because I can get so hyper-focused on them where I can get them done in a day. Highlights, though, are a little more a little more difficult for me, but um, I think it the difficult part of it, though, is getting into it. Like, for me, once I get 30 minutes, once I start working on a highlight and really get into it after, like, 30 minutes, then I can really stay focused on it for, like, good chunk of time but it's getting into that first 30 minutes that is pretty tough for me mm-hmm. um but um because i mean it takes time to it's hard because with adhd you can you can get bored really easily and lose motivation for something um but yeah i think i've learned over time that I need a good chunk of time to work on something and that like all I really need to do is push myself for like 30 minutes and then I can really I can really get going um and I think a lot of people refer to it as like hyper fixation you get fixated on something and I kind of use that to my advantage like I just got to get into that fixation mode but for me to be able to do that I need to remove as many distractions so like for me this morning I need to get those dishes removed because I knew I wanted to sit on the island in the kitchen to work, but I knew if I saw those dishes, I was not going to be able to focus on the other tasks that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what was the we talking about how it how it affects? Yeah, just like I mean, because most of our listeners are you know they know graphic formation they know reach shepherd film so i was just trying to dive a little bit deeper into you know adhd and being a business owner like um like what struggles have you found what or what Mm. have you found that's that's good to to do and like helps you i know you were talking a little bit about editing but maybe let's jump into let's jump into a wedding day so you're filming a wedding on the day what obstacles have you run into or, or what things have you found that are super helpful? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I bring my medication with me to a wedding and the medication will last about roughly eight hours. So I try to kind of plan it out so that I will stay focused through like two thirds of the day. I mean, I'll stay, fo- I mean, when I come to weddings, I'm really excited. So, like, really excited about the wedding. I don't just come to it feeling like it's a job. I mean, it is It is a job. Like, people have hired me to come. But for me, it's, I mean, I really enjoy it. Um, but the medication, what it does is it kind of, 
it narrows my field of view so that I'm not, cause like sometimes there's been weddings where like, I'll forget to take it until like right before the ceremony and it takes roughly an hour to kick in. And I'll be like trying to set up tripods, but then I'll set up a tripod and I'll be like, oh, let me go get a detail shot. So I'll stop setting up tripods to go get a detail shot. Then I'll be like, oh, I need to go do, I need to go get audio set up. And like, I'd never get any three of them done mm-hmm. or I get them done, but it, it takes me way longer than if I were to just, let me just get these tripods set up then. And I think Lauren can tell when I start to get that way at weddings because I will start to get like frustrated with myself. Um, and so having their, her having her there to like um, talk me down a little bit or just maybe help. L- maybe lighten the load a little bit, whether that's like talking to the bride or groom for me or um, oh. talking to, uh, I don't know, the officiant. That can be nice. Um, but yeah, so what I do is I try to take my medication so it kicks in usually around the time where like the first look and stuff is happening. But I try to actually like not have my medication on in the morning um, because I feel I use it to my advantage. So people that have ADHD are tend to be a little more creative and they're better risk takers um, and can think outside the box. So like when I'm doing drone shots, I will I, I get a little testy with my drone. Yeah, tell the tell the story what Emma and Garrett's wedding when oh, yeah, we, so we went to Ashen Hill at like six AM and you're tr- you were getting real risky with that that yeah, expensive you, piece of equipment. We'll we'll post we'll post it on uh on our we'll Instagram. post it on Creative Crunch. Reed Reed made a uh Instagram reel and that is showing my ADHD to the max. Um but I so when I fly the drone, I try to get as creative as possible. And so sometimes I'll fly, like at Emma and Garrett's at Ashton Hill, we, um, I was trying to fly through these tree branches and it was like a two foot gap. Um, and I just <laughs> biffed it hard. <laughs> and uh, after we got done, we did get it though. We got it. We did, yeah. We, <laughs> so we'll post two. two we'll, tries. Post, we'll post the reel and then we'll post the, the clip of the successful drone Take two, run. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so what Ben was saying, there's like this little gap between these two branches and he really wanted to fly through. It was really cool. So, But he really wanted to fly that drone right through there just so perfectly and then it reveals the venue and everything. And for some, I, I knew it was a risky shot so I pulled out my phone and I started filming him because I'm like, you know, I want this recorded just because anything could happen. He ends up crashing it, and as it's on the way down, he thinks it's like, "Oh, I better, I better stop recording." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I don't want to see the rest of this." <laughs> but anyways, like that's gonna, that's gonna help the fall or something. Yeah. And then we go, and, and then I'm the one that finds it, and then in the background you hear Ben, "All right, let's try that shot one more time." <laughs> but we got, he got it, and it actually turned out really cool. And I think I made, I think it made it into their their video. So yeah, so the way that that uh, my ADHD was working in that moment, in that moment, I was just thinking, 
whoa, this is going to be awesome. I got to get this sick shot. It's going to be so cinematic, so unique. And in my head, I'd never even, it never even crossed my mind that I was potentially losing $1,500 right there. And, um, so that's, that's my ADHD brain kind of like risk taking, being a little more creative. So, and not saying that like, when I take my medications, creativity is just canceled. <laughs> no, I, I, what it does is it focuses me more so I can focus on more what's right in front of me. Um, so like I kind of will get those creative juices flowing in the morning and then I use the ADHD to kind of keep that creativity flowing through the day with a more focused approach rather than like a chaotic, like, well, let's get this six shot and then forget to get the first look. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, that's I, that's how I kind of use ADHD to my advantage. Now I feel like I can't necessarily do that when I'm at home. I can't just like, oh, let's get this sick creative edit with, um, without taking my Adderall. Sometimes though, I will say some of my best reels come when I don't take my medicine, like my ideas. Um, but that can also be like a distraction. I can get that idea. I need to do that real, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't do anything but make that real because yeah. it's like on my mind. And I um, know we we talked a little bit about it in like a past podcast about working from home too. Uh, one, like, yeah, for you, it's probably super advanced with distractions. Like, like we had talked about that the dishes thing before too, and like that's something I don't really struggle with, but. <clears throat> Yeah, all the distractions that you have, like being at home, whether that's TV or video games or whatever, um, yeah, I can't even imagine that from like a perspective. If you weren't, <clears throat> you didn't take your medication that day, and like, like you know, when you're home, there's always a million and ten different things that need to be done. Um, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, really I can't tell you the amount of times that I'll be. Like in the evening, I'll like be like, ah, I'm gonna go downstairs and get some water. And like on my way down, I'll like see that the cats need food. So I like will put my water bottle down and I'll feed the cats. Then I'll go back upstairs and I'll be like, wait, where's my water? And I'm like, ah, shoot. And then I'll go downstairs and I'll see I left like the living room on. So I'll, I'll go and turn the living room off. Then I'll go back upstairs and be like, ah, I didn't get water. <laughs> and then I go back and go get water. Um, and I'll, um, I'll like grab my water bottle and I'll put it in the sink thinking that's why I came down there like to it's a dirty dish and I'll go back upstairs mm-hmm. realize for the fourth time I forgot water so I probably get the amount of time <sighs> Lauren goes up and down the stairs I know I'm at home so I go up more but I probably go up and down those stairs 30 more times a day than Lauren does because I just simply forget stuff yeah so do you take do you take your medication every day? Every day. And every I know day. some people don't do that. Like some people will not take them on the weekends. Um, but for me, it's more of a – when I don't take them, I just constantly am pacing around and like feeling – I don't know. Not, I mean, bored kind of. It's kind of like bored, but I just feel like I'm just like there's something. It's just like an agitating feeling. Like I'll like sit down and I'll be like, ah, no, I think I want to. I'll like scoot closer to the TV. I'll like walk around. 
I'll go upstairs and mm-hmm. start cleaning, but then I'll only get like two minutes into cleaning and then I'll be like, oh, look, there's a tape measure. Let me go measure the doorway. That looks like something I could do something with. <laughs> hey, you never know when you'll need the measurement <laughs> of the door. <laughs> no, but so, I was just going to say, like with you saying, <laughs> like not everyone takes their medication every day or doesn't need to take it every day. So I'm guessing there's different like levels to it. You know, there's probably very mild cases of ADHD and there's probably very like extreme cases too. Do you think you, you probably fall on like the higher, the higher end of that or what? Yeah, I could say, I mean, I guess I could say I fall on the higher end, but I've learned how to sort of manage it. Like I know if I don't take my meds, I, I'm not just like, well, tough luck, not getting any work done today. Like, I kind of learn how to sort of push myself. Um, it can When I don't take it, though, there can be, like, I will just, like, sometimes I can just get overwhelmed and just kind of lay there and just, like, be way, there's just way too much stuff to do. Yeah. Um, so, like, with ADHD, some people can get, I mean, I've never been diagnosed with it, but I can get anxiety sometimes. Um, there's also depression is a big one. A lot of people with ADHD can have depression. I don't feel like I have depression. I feel like I'm a pretty happy person all around. Um, uh, but I know there's a lot of people that I think can get depression because of just having too much stuff going on in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, but like to the point where like you you feel like you can't get out of bed because there's just too much to do and I, like and I feel like there's definitely I've had days where I like lay in bed and I'm like all I can think about was why am I still laying in bed when I I could be doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so for if anyone's watching that has ADHD or <clears throat> maybe even like some other mental health stuff going on, anxiety, depression, whatever. Um, but obviously mainly ADHD and say they're struggling. What are, what's something you would tell them to, you know, um, help them push through it or to, to try something new? Um, do you have any tips or suggestions? Um, kind of like, I mean, kind of like the, Dave Ramsey's snowball thing. Snowball thing. Do the get the tasks done that are like right in front. I mean, his is do the smallest debts first. I think. Yeah. I just just do the tasks. Like for me this morning, it was dishes. I just moved that to the front of the list, and I was like, "What are we? Whatever." Like I had this video chat at ten, and I messaged her, and I said, "Hey, it's just gonna be a couple minutes after 10. Like I just gotta finish these dishes." Um, Did you? Because tell I knew. That? Yeah, I just told her. I was like, hey, just a heads up. I, it was like 10.03 or something when I called her. But I said, hey, I'm just finishing up these dishes because I knew if I had called her in the middle of those dishes, I'd never get those dishes done and I'd never get anything else done. Mm-hmm. Um, so do the small tasks and just get them done because as soon as you get one done, you'll feel like you'll get that reward kind of. So you'll be like, okay, let's go get this next thing done. And mm-hmm. um, Motivating almost. <laughs> yeah. And it'll just lighten your plate, make it so you're not so distracted. Pun intended yeah, or no pun intended? What did I say? You were talking about dishes, and then you said it'll lighten your plate. 
<laughs> oh shoot! So I'm guessing no pun intended. Oh no pun intended! But shoot, <laughs> that would have been perfect. Uh, but, um, and then also just like keeping in mind. So like for me, I turn off. I turn on do not disturb a lot when I'm really starting to try to like editing. Like I cannot. So when I start editing, um, it can be pretty frustrating to like get like stop editing because I'm so focused on editing. I'm like, yes, I'm finally focused. Um, and so like just getting to that like 30 minute mark where you're like hyper focused on it, just like push yourself, turn, turn off as many distractions, do not disturb. Um, that can help. Mm -hmm. Um, but try like, even if that means like setting a timer and just being like, okay, I'm just not going to do anything until that timer goes off. By the time you get to that 30 minutes, you should hopefully be like, hope it focus so that when the timer goes off, you can just turn it off and just continue editing. Um, I mean, I don't do that personally, but I've heard of people doing that. Another thing too is, um, sometimes I like to listen to instrumental music when I'm working. Well, yeah. not necessarily editing, but like while I'm doing either dishes or um, emails, anything or... that requires focus or emails. Because if I'm listening to lyrics, I, I'll start like my mind will start running. But if I'm listening to instrumental music, um, then it kind of allows my brain to just like be free of like thought. Like I mean, I'm not just like mindlessly like typing like. But, um, yeah, we talked a little bit about that in the episode of productivity, productivity, um, productivity, productivity, yeah, it's a product, <laughs> it's a product. <laughs> we're not, no, uh, it's an activity that a product that's an activity, activities that have products. Um, <laughs> no, but you, we talked a little bit about that and like how music and how like it helps you get into like that state of flow that you were talking about, um. It's cool how that can relate, uh, like relates to this topic as well. Um, but yeah, do you do you have anything else for the people listening, or should we should we wrap it up here and talk about inspirations? Oh shoot! <laughs> oh no! Okay, I, I'm gonna start texting you like two hours before we do the oh, podcast. Be like, hey, think about what what inspires you. So what I would say, so ADHD is not a only like a kid disorder. I know that, so I think like in total with kids, it's like, I don't know, like 5% of kids have ADHD or something or 10% of kids. And then about half of those kids kind of grow out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but the other half will continue that into adult. Um there's people that have been diagnosed with ADHD at like 40 years old. So don't necessarily feel like, oh, I'm already 35, so I shouldn't talk to my doctor. Definitely go talk to your doctor. Um, whether that's like you feel like you haven't, you're having a hard time focusing or you're very forgetful or um, having a hard time planning ahead. I don't know. Do, do some research, but definitely talk to your doctor. I know there's like tests you can take. Um, that your doctor will give you to determine um, 
but yeah, it could, I mean, for me, I felt like it was life-changing taking Adderall. It did take a little bit to kind of get used, it took a couple months for me to finally like really get used to the medication where I felt like it wasn't changing my personality. But um, it definitely helps me get through each day without um, all the chaos that goes on inside of someone with ADHD. Yeah. But yeah, definitely definitely go talk to your doctor. Yeah. I think that's the perfect way to to end the the conversation. Cool, cool. You go first well, so yeah. I can think a little bit. Yeah, for so if anyone's new and is listening and made it this far, um we do a thing at the end of each podcast where we talk about something that recently has inspired us. It can literally be anything. If you watch the previous episodes, you know that because Ben's answers answers are all over the board from buying a new rug to his neighbor's sidewalk to uh, lights. No, what was the other one? Yeah, the light bulb. Light bulb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they can literally be anything. Um, so today, uh, I'll start. Um this was last week. Um, I finished up my last project from 2020. And uh, so I, I've i got a clear plate for the most part. You know, I've got a little Creative Crunch stuff and, and some emails and prepping for this wedding season. But, yeah. Uh, so now I'm just kind of relaxing and uh, getting ready for, for busy season. But it's just inspiring. It's like, yes, you're going to, you're going to get through everything. You're going to get everything done. Like you love doing this. And, uh, it's just, it's pumping me up for, for this next year. So yeah, that would be my inspiration. Shoot. I feel like I'm not ready. Um, okay. I mean, I guess I got one. So I, if you haven't, so you know Justice League came out like back in 2018 or something, mm-hmm. maybe 2019. Yeah, like the Justice League came out, but the whole thing went down with Zack Snyder was the original director, and then his daughter ended up committing suicide, and so he needed like a break from it. But they, the Warner Brothers, was like, "Yo, we got to get this video out like not like when we said we were gonna get it out." So they ended up hiring a Marvel someone like a Marvel director. So Marvel can't, I mean, not Marvel, but a director who'd worked for Marvel came and finished the film. And it's not how Zack Snyder would have originally done it. So Zack Snyder was like, hey, can I get all the footage or whatever? And um, he ended up taking it all and he made this like four hour movie out of it with a ton of like new footage. And like the story was so much deeper than like the original one. And there was even this scene. I mean, I'm going to ruin it for everybody that's listening. There was this scene. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. (laughs) The scene that was so cool where, so in Justice League, the original movie, you see, did you see it? Justice League? No, I'm not. I am not a big DC fan. You did not see Justice League. Okay, you should go watch Mm. the original. But anyway, at the very end of the original Justice League, there's these three boxes that are merging so that once it merges, then like all life ceases to exist and cyborg and superman are able to prevent the boxes from merging they like separate it but in Zack snyder's justice league the box actually merges 
and all of a sudden like there's this huge explosion and it starts just destroying all life that exists and speed uh not speed flash sees this explosion happening and he in that moment he's like oh like i gotta like if i'm gonna run faster than anything it needs to be faster than the speed of light right now so he starts running he runs faster than the speed speed of light and reverses time and uh brings it back to the original time and superman and they were able to separate the boxes but the fact that like Zack snyder was able to like completely change the story and make it like a four-hour film you'll definitely tell like the aspect ratio is like it's like an old television aspect ratio like they didn't crop it to nine by 16 or whatever mm. um but like the story is so much deeper and you actually get to see dark side where you didn't see that in the original justice league um yeah you should send me the like a youtube clip to that <laughs> Or a YouTube link for that clip or that scene. It was really cool. And um, I know they talk, there's like just way more character development in the movie. And I was like, and at the very end, it was really, me and Lauren looked at each other. It was so sad, but so like cool. At the very end of the credits, it just said for Autumn. And it was like for his daughter. Like uh-huh. he is that like Zack Snyder made the video, for, made the movie for his daughter. In honor um, of her. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool that, like, Zack Snyder said, you know what, I'm going to complete this. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty inspiring that yeah, that is. he ended up doing originally what he wanted. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know I don't know why. I love I love the Batman movies, like the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Returns, like, and the, and the Joker, the new Joker. I, those are some of my favorite movies, but, like, for some reason, the rest of DC – film like i don't think they're like i wouldn't say they're bad i just like don't have the motivation or like the desire to sit down and watch them i i don't know why that is maybe it's just because i i'm a big Marvel i will warn fan or what i but, will warn you um yeah oh you're frozen there how long have you been frozen i will warn you oh no you're frozen too you look like i can see you now can you see me? Yeah, okay, yeah. It, that was on my end, I guess. It just popped up with it. Your internet is unstable. <laughs> well, um, well, I, mean, I will warn you that I will warn you that the movie is very... It's like, I mean, DC is a darker... I mean, it's like Gotham and like... Mm-hmm. It's, a, well, yeah, it's very mean, dark. So there's, there's these scenes that sometimes you're like, okay, that's enough slow motion cinematicness. Like shots of like... Aquaman just slowly walking out like with his shirt off and the waves are crashing and it's like three minutes of him doing this and you're like, all right, get out there already. Like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> um, or like Wonder Woman, like cinematically, like jumping and like landing and it's like a slow push in and you're like, all right, like, what are we doing? Like, okay, yeah, we see her. <laughs> but um, if you stick through those moments, you'll be like, okay, that's cool. I don't know. I thought the story was the character development was way, way more in depth for this. Like with an like a superhero movie like these ones, it's hard to fit everything. Like even Avengers Endgame, I felt like there's a ton of like really fat. Like there wasn't a ton of character development. Well, I mean yeah. there was because well, of the separate movies, but yeah. with Justice League, they didn't 
like um, Cyborg and The Flash. They didn't really have any character development because they don't have movies yet. Mm-hmm. But they did with this. I felt like they did with this Justice League. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I mean, recommend trying to watch it. It might be a little hard, but, I mean, I love Marvel, too. I would. I, I, I want to. I want to have the motivation and desire to watch some of this. I don't know why I don't. I really don't. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know. I don't know. Since from someone, oh my gosh! Remember when we said it was going to be a short podcast? We're pushing an hour already. Oh no! <laughs> um, okay, but quickly from someone that likes DC movies and Marvel movies, is there a different? Like, is there a noticeable difference to you? I feel like there's just something about DC that's not as compelling to me. It's a little too dark. Like, they don't have enough humor in there. Like, they don't have enough relatable stuff. And I feel like Marvel puts a lot more real-world scenarios in their movies. Whereas, like, if you watch Zack Snyder's, you're like, all right, that does not look like a city that would be existing in this world. Like, you're like, okay, New York City does not look that good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that is what I really enjoy about Marvel movies. Like, I think Deadpool is my favorite. Deadpool one and two are probably some. I mean, okay, the, all the Avengers are really good, but just the directing and writing for Deadpool is just. I don't. I love it. I love it so much. Like how he breaks the fourth wall, and you know what? That's enough geeking out. <laughs> we should end it. <laughs> yeah, we should end it. Go. Yeah, go watch all the Marvel and DC movies and then come back to us next week. I don't think I'd be done by then. (laughs) That's a lot of time. Yeah, Yeah, don't watch. (laughs) Don't. Okay, well, thanks for listening and watching and hanging out with us. Um, All right, until next time, we'll talk what? Yeah. Anxiety next week? Yeah, so we kind of had a two-part idea um, for Ben to talk about his story with ADHD and then next week or whenever we get to it um, we'll chat about my story a little bit with anxiety and mental health stuff so yeah that will be next and then I think I think we have a guest a, a music a musician I think a musician that does it full time maybe um, that'd be who, cool who's interested on in coming on so that will be in the near future as well um but uh, yeah all right well three two one one and this is the creative crunch podcast yesterday's left turn might be tomorrow's right turn oh yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. wait 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 that's a good idea